Good morning and welcome to Planting the Seeds here on SAFM on this Monday. My name is Asanda Mazaunyane. According to the July edition of Fast Facts published by the IRR this month, the non-commercial herd of cattle accounted for just over 40% of the total cattle herd in 2015. The non-commercial herd is that located in former homelands and is largely owned by small-scale producers. We discuss this report with IRR analyst Kerwin Liboni. Kerwin, thanks for making time to chat to us here on Planting the Seeds. Uh, now, talking about the report, uh, non-commercial herd grew from 4.55 to 5.58 million, or by 23 percent. That's between 1981 and 2015. That's according to the report. What are the trends that we can deduct from these figures? Well, the most important thing to look at uh, is that uh, you know uh, more experienced commercial farmers. The head of cattle uh, dropped from 8.3 million to 8.1, or by 3%. Uh, what this might signify is that people who own non-commercial cattle, um, you know, might have uh, better skills in rearing cattle, and which is why we say that they are planned to play an important role in a more prominent role in the beef industry if they use their cattle to to get into the commercial sector of agriculture. And given that figure of 3% and, you know, that they do have more skill, it seems that way, one would think it's actually the opposite because if we look at the scale of production and the resources that the commercial farmer has as an advantage to the non-commercial farmer, yet, you know, there's a different uh, trend that we're seeing. Why is this? Uh, firstly, it might there might be two reasons for this. Uh, it, one reason might be the fact that, uh, you know, we had a drought that affected all farmers uh, across all sectors but which should be a surprise uh, because we haven't really, um, you know, uh, explored the reasons behind some of these trends uh, fully. We haven't had uh, a lot of contact with these farmers after the release of the report, which was released uh, in March this this year. So uh, that might have a factor, or, as you say, it might be that the commercial farmers uh, really do not keep uh, their cattle. They've, the numbers have remained uh, fairly stable, uh, just above uh, eight. Eight million. It might be that uh, their cattle are not accumulated for the sake of status only, which might be a case with people in uh, former homelands who might be rearing cattle and not really uh, using them in a commercial sense of uh, selling them to uh, other people who might be using them, such as, uh, for instance, trading them with uh, retailers and wholesalers and so on. The non-commercial cattle grew from 35% of the total herd in 1981 to 41% of the total herd last year. Does this indicate a move by most farmers on relying on technology and science when it comes to farming instead of the traditional practices of farming, you know, that rely on the passing down of information from generation to generation? Are we finding more farmers now going to, to get more educated technically and scientifically about farming? Uh, that's, that has been a trend worldwide, the movement from small-scale production to, to large-scale uh, commercial operations. And we know that also in South Africa that a lot of black farmers are becoming uh, organized into commercial entities. We have a, a, a black uh, red meat organization uh, that takes interest of um, head livestock uh, black farmers. So yes, uh, in a sense that is true that uh, we are seeing a, a lot of use of 
new technologies uh, by small-scale producers who want to enter the commercial uh, arena. You mentioned drought, uh, Kerwin, and one would think that the commercial farmer is better equipped to deal with natural fluctuations in climate like drought. However, would you say that when it comes to drought, all farmers are equally affected? Absolutely, and if you looked at the reports uh, from the beginning of this year, uh, the huge outcry has particularly been more acute from uh, commercial farmers. Uh, and they have said they cannot really deal with the effects of that devastating drought, and which is why they've been asking uh, governments, national and provincially, for support. And uh, we know that government has uh, pumped in uh, millions of rands into trying to alleviate the problem uh, that has affected uh, farmers, but uh, they are saying that it's not enough. So, yes, uh, no farmer is immune from the effects of the drought. You say that the small-scale and informal cattle-rearing sector should be placed where they can play a more prominent role uh, in the beef industry. Why do you think this potential of the small-scale farmer is often overlooked? You know, the challenges of small-scale producers, particularly those from uh, former homelands, are different from your average commercial farmer. In that, one of the things that we did, because in this report we studied... um, you know, uh, a lot of things uh, about uh, commercial farming, including imports, exports, how they operate, contribution to GDP, and so on. And one of the things that we've seen with uh, commercial farmers is that they rely a lot on debt uh, to run their operations. And for, that, for them to be able to access the debt from financial institutions, they have to have collateral in terms of ownership of their own land. This is something that small-scale producers are battling with. They do not have, particularly because they come from former homelands, and there their land is held in trust. They do not have title deeds and can therefore uh, not uh, present the the relevant uh, collateral documents for to to qualify for financial help from financial institutions. What more must be done to support small-scale producers, in your view? Access to markets is one thing. Uh, we know that to some extent, and there's something that some farmers have complained about, there's been some kind of gatekeeping uh, among established players in many industries, uh, people who... There's one story, uh, and like I say, this is not a representative of the entire industry, but there's a, there are anecdotes about uh, black Imagine farmers not being able to access traditional agricultural markets because of uh, perceptions about the, the quality of the produce that they might be uh, associated with. So those are the kinds of uh, challenges that are faced. Uh, apart from access to capital, uh, those are the types of challenges that are faced by small-scale small producers. Access to markets is the most important. Okay, thank you so much for your time, Kerwin. We're going to leave it there. Thanks for chatting to us. Thank you, Kerwin Libone is an analyst with the IRR. And that's how we wrap up our show today. For me, Asanda Matsaunyane and the team, it's goodbye.